belly and the fish. Belly, belly and the fish. Welcome, friends, to Belly and the Fish. I'm your host, Corbin, aka the fish. And of course, we got big old Ben, Belly Smokes Hunter. What's up, Belly? Oh, you know, just hanging out on this fine Monday. How are you doing, Corb? Oh, you know, same. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> and then John Charette is back for his second time around. What's up, John? Good to have you back. Oh, you know, Lions were on a bye week this week, so I actually got some housework done. Just kidding. I sat around a fire and drank beer all day, but <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I didn't have to see a loss this week, so that was nice. Well, I'm just sick of seeing those bye week 1-0 and Lions 0-1. I see it every damn year, and I fucking hate that. It's so unoriginal, and people think it's so funny. Like, dude, I've been seeing this shit for 10 years. Enough of that. It's almost like the Lions fans thinking they're going to win 10 games after they win the first game of the season. Ben, I don't have a great response to that. <laughs> that kind of happened. <laughs> and, and we're leaving one more member in the dark. We've got our fourth guest on. Join us today from my dining room, Tyler May. What's up, young Ty? Welcome. Feels good to be here. <laughs> I find myself irrationally nervous for this episode. I try to avoid being around so many Lions fans at any given point in time in my life. So this is a new experience for me. Don't you watch we... the game every Sunday with the boys? No, alone on my couch with my cat and girlfriend. <laughs> Did you are you not allowed to come anymore? They don't invite you. <laughs> he doesn't let him come. He's not gonna come. <laughs> he was watching the first game of the year with us against the Eagles when we were watching at that bar, Ben, and he was the one who was pissing me off the most. I was just sitting there in anguish, and Tyler's just like, Hey Corbin, guess what? Another three and out. Like, shut the fuck up, Tyler. Tyler was uh enraging everybody that weekend, so you weren't alone. <laughs> well, when it comes to the Lions, it's just it's too easy sometimes. I feel a little bit bad. Tyler, what's what's your team so I know what to research so I can have something to come back at you with? You're looking for the clapback information, huh? Okay. I, uh, I, I consider you myself... You research your clapbacks? You don't just shoot them off the tongue like most people? Ben, we're not all as smart as you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to look up the advanced analytics. Just get some yeah. good burns ready to go. Nothing, nothing yeah. hurts worse than a comeback that includes a stat from Pro Football Focus, you know? Mm-hmm. We're going PFF focused. I would say for the purposes of this podcast, I consider myself to be an independent NFL fan. Sick. So this week he's a Cowboys fan. Are you running for office or something? <laughs> Nobody wants to go through Tyler's fucking internet history and see if he's capable of being an office candidate. You're one to talk. I'll save him some time. I am not. Oh, capable of being I'm not an independent, candidate. though. I got the tits, baby. Tits. <laughs> we don't have a game to talk about from last week, but we will talk a little bit about the Cowboys game that we've got Sunday coming up here. Um, also a little bit more segment focused this week. We're going to take a look at the schedule, pick some more wins and losses, redo it. Uh, of course, we got Benton with the belly and are making our survivor picks. Now, two new ones that one that I've been waiting to pull out for a while is Tyler trivia. That one is an absolute treat. We're also going to talk about our childhood Hollywood crushes. And of course, as always, bowels of the belly and Corbin, how bad do you want it? We got a good one, folks. So let's jump right into it. So not a whole lot of news coming out of the bye week. 
there's been a lot of Dan Campbell slander going around Twitter, all those clickbait articles talking about somebody needs to be fired over the Patriots game. But I think that people have started to simmer down a little bit as opposed to right after the loss. I mentioned it last week, but it is a long-term build with Campbell. They both, him and Brad Holmes, both have six-year deals for a reason. They've got their work cut out for them, and it's definitely not going to be a one-year turnaround. And yeah, I was hopeful, and a lot of people were hopeful after Hard Knocks, getting an inside look, that we were potentially going to make the playoffs and make a run at the NFC North. But I think after that, it kind of put everything into perspective, and we just need to take a step back and let our youth get some playing time and develop so that we can be ready for 2023. But looking at the NFC North standings as is Vikings sit on top at five and one. They're coming off a win against the dolphins Packers three and three just took another loss to the jets. The bears are sitting two and four, just took a loss to the Washington commanders. And then our lonely lions sitting at the bottom of the barrel at one and four. Now the Vikings. Yeah, they're five and one but they haven't had the most impressive wins. I mean, they came off a win against the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson. I mean, that's not very impressive without Tua or Teddy in for the, well, Teddy, I guess, did play. But, you know, the Dolphins aren't in full form like how they were at the beginning of the year. They got their asses kicked to the Eagles, and they haven't had any really super impressive wins where I'm like, wow, like the Vikings are legit. Like, look out for them in the playoffs. So they'll probably still win the NFC North this year, but – I think that they'll come back down to earth a little bit. Packers are looking like a shell of themselves. I mean, losing to the Giants and then the Jets one week after the next. Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to, and he's not winning the MVP this year, so Packers could be had this year. And then the Bears are absolutely atrocious. I know that they have another win than us, but they are absolutely terrible. Justin Fields is not looking like the guy. Their defense isn't how they have been in the past few years, so they're terrible. And record-wise, we are at the bottom, but I mean, I hate to say like Aaron Rodgers is going to fall off because I'm sure he'll bounce back, but I think that we could easily beat out the Packers and the Bears this year. Vikings, it's definitely tough that they have the four-game lead on us, but I don't know. I think we compare pretty well with them. What do you guys think? Uh, I was sipping Kool-Aid at the start, but I think uh, this season we're probably looking toward that next year's draft. I think it's uh... – unlikely that we're going to get past the Packers Aaron Rodgers even though he I mean that team does not look good this year especially compared to as usual but I have to think that he's going to pull it together at some point he is working with a really young core receivers but uh, maybe we'll get over the Bears I don't think it matters against the Packers because the Lions are atrocious against the run and AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to eat that game both games Atrocious against the past too. So <laughs> just just a cornucopia of greatness over here in Detroit. I think John had some really good points there. I tend to lean towards him. I, I don't believe that the Vikings are as good as five and one looks. Um, but I also don't believe the Packers are as bad as three and three looks. I think they're gonna right the ship a little bit. And there is no way that the Lions are going into Lambeau and winning a game. It's just not happening. Chicago is also gutter trash, though. So uh Pet contest for the bottom of the division. The NFC North is not very strong this year. Yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. We got plenty of schedule left in the season, so a lot of things can happen. Obviously, we've been decimated by some injuries too, but just kind of taking a look at what some of our guys are going through. It looks like we're getting Swift back. Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, Charles Harris, 
all pretty non-serious. So I expect them to be suiting up against the Cowboys. And then also we've got a couple other guys who haven't played yet this year. Uh, Jerry Jacobs and Josh Pascal started on the pup list. Um, they are back practicing. They're probably not going to be suiting up for the Cowboys, but they're looking promising to come back in the next week or two. And then we got John Kaminsky. He's been practicing. Campbell in a press conference today was pretty optimistic. And then, of course, we got Jamison Williams and Romeo Aquara. Jamison Williams is back at practice running routes, but not really a timetable on his return. That could be another explosive weapon to give Jared Goff help out the offense. And then Romeo Aquara, our sack leader from two years ago, coming off the Achilles. Campbell said that he plans for him to play at some point this year, but... I mean, that's going to be way down the road at the end of the season. So I'm not really counting on him to have much production for us. And the big news out today, Levi Anzarike is officially out for the season. Our second round pick from last year, he just had back surgery, hasn't really been able to stay healthy and get on the field ever since we drafted him. We could really use that help on the interior, especially somebody with his skill set, somebody who can be an interior pass rusher. Do we know what that back injury was specifically? Yeah, not a lot of coach speak, nothing, you know, super in detail about what exactly it is. But when you have those back injuries, they can just be pesky and tough to bounce back from and kind of linger. So I think that he was making some improvements, but they just decided to shut him down and get the surgery planned for 2023. Yeah, it doesn't take much with a back to uh, to put you down a bad path. So better safe than sorry there. I understand that one. I will say I'm very excited to see Jameson Williams out on the field. Um I'm a huge Alabama receiver guy. Not too many of them haven't done great. So that could be another great weapon. Oh, you like Henry Ruggs too? Uh, <laughs> all Alabama receivers are extremely fast. Yes. You, oh God, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> Do it, John. No holding back <laughs> off the tongue. No. It's not going to be fast. No My shot. mom listened to this last episode. <laughs> that was not a good episode for her to listen to. No, it was not. It was not. Um, so she heard the 99, 1%. Debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she listened to the one I was on. Did she? Oh, did God. she weigh in? She didn't weigh in on the ninety-nine versus one percent. That could have been some good data for us. <laughs> you sick fucks. <laughs> no, I'm not a dad yet, dude. You don't have to sh- make an example for your child for another couple months. Live large. I have late breaking news. Uh, I do have information on that back injury. He said it was spinal. Ooh, spinal. He he broke his back. Yeah. My back is broken. Spinal. Spinal. Wait, is it actually spinal or was just that a well-timed joke? Well, it's a Mike Tyson quote. Well, I know. That's he what I'm knows. saying. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about the Cowboys game coming up next week, Sunday, October 23rd at 1 p.m. Lions go down to Arlington, Texas to AT&T, a.k.a. Jerry World, taking on the Cowboys. Last time we played the Cowboys was in 2019, where the Lions were throttled 35-27. to 27. Uh, Cowboys are coming off a loss. They are currently sitting 4-2 and two in the NFC East. They lost to the Eagles 26-17, to 17, one of their real true tests of the season for them. But they still open up as seven-point favorites against the Lions. So we'll talk about some of the main headlines, I guess, what the Lions are going up against. The big story is Dak is supposedly back. Uh, he had thumb surgery after week one against the Bucks. Uh, he had a six to eight week timetable. And so I thought maybe he'd be on the fringe. Hopefully we would be graced with Cooper Rush, but it looks like we are not being, we're not going to be so fortunate. Dak is saying that it's all systems go. 
I don't know. What do you guys think? Would you rather go against Dak or Cooper Rush in this game? Oh, that's a ridiculous question. He's four and one as the starter. You gotta, you gotta roll with Dak. No way, you paying him all that money. You're gonna roll with Cooper Rush. I'm like Skip Bayless over here, Corbin. I mean, Cooper Rush has been absolutely trash in his last two games. 283 total yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions in his last two games, and minus one yard rushing. Boom. I'm rolling with Dak. Give me the proven commodity, even coming back from an injury. That defense will uh, do enough. Um, he doesn't have to be everything right away. So I'll take Dak every day and twice on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Dak is probably the guy. Cooper Rush has had a good run, but you got to get back to the money, man. CD Lamb has slumped a little bit. I thought he's been underperforming big time. I thought that he would step up and be, you know, a top five receiver up there with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I loved his tape coming out of college and he's been solid so far. And yeah, I'm sure that he has underperformed a bit just because he's had Cooper Rush throwing him the ball. But, you know, with his target share, he hasn't been very efficient and you'd think that he'd get a lot more touchdowns. I know that Defense are kind of scheming towards him, throwing some double teams or some safeties over the top. But Noah Brown's been feasting. Michael Gallup just got healthy. He was looking good in this game when I watched against the Eagles. So, And then at running back, they have Zeke and Tony Pollard. You know, just been a real true running back by committee approach this year. I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year we start to see some more Tony Pollard. Zeke's more of the grounded pound kind of guy. And then Tony Pollard's more of that kind of electric back pass catcher. I think that Pollard's going to start to get some more looks throughout this year. Corbin, I do have to disagree with you on the Zeke Pollard thing. Uh, I actually did watch the game yesterday, and I've watched uh, some Cowboys this year. Honestly, I think Pollard's looking a lot better than he's going to be. Um, he's catching a lot of passes, but those are a lot of checkdown options from Cooper Rush, who I'm just not sure is confident enough to make the deep throw or throw it into a tight window. I actually think when Dak comes back, you'll see a lot more pound with Zeke because they'll be more free and open to throw over the top with some confidence. I think it's uh, running back by committee, and it's going to remain that way for the rest of the year. But don't be surprised if Zeke starts to see his numbers improving a little bit once Dak comes back. Yeah, and I mean, Pollard's getting touches, but Zeke's still getting the lion's share of those running touches. Average six yards of carry last game to Pollard's four. Um, he's got a potential out at the end of this contract, so I think they're just going to pound him, and hopefully they can get out of it after that, maybe draft a running back in the next draft. So, the real conversation that we need to have about the Cowboys is the defense. Sure, offense is looking all right. Dax, we'll see how the offense performs now that he's back under the helm. But Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, they're going to be a problem. I thought Trayvon Diggs maybe had some turnover luck last year, but he's really rounding into form as one of those elite guys. He's the um, real deal. And, and then you got Micah Parsons, too. Constant improvement every single week, like one or two sacks every game. I think the keys to the victory against the Cowboys are going to be controlling that pressure. If we can keep the pressure off Goff and give him some time to throw, that's going to be crucial because if he starts getting rattled by the pressure, like you saw against the Patriots, he can make bad decisions, but it'll be tough to stay in that pocket, stand strong and make a good throw. I think we've got to look for some more short, quick passes that we can get out quickly. Kind of what the Seahawks and Geno Smith did to us. And then we also got to look to get the ball into Swift's hands as much as possible, because if we set him out on a swing route and the pressure comes, 
and then it's just one-on-one Swift versus defender. I'll take Swift any day to make one man miss and maybe, you know, take it 10, 15 yards or maybe a touchdown knowing what he's done in the past. So we got to be looking for some short, quick passes and know where our dump off guys are when we need them. And then if we can get the running game going, I think our only chance to take deep shots is on the play action. If we can get the running game going and free up some of those receivers, we have some time, a clean pocket. That's when we're going to take our deep shots because if we're just standing back shotgun, I don't think golf is going to have enough time to get those throws downfield. Well, I'll tell you one thing, fire up your sports books and find a prop bet for uh, Trayvon Diggs interceptions over 0.5 and hammer that. I'll take that. I think that's a good call. I just, uh, there's a lot of speed on that Dallas defense. Golf is not nearly as mobile as Jalen Hurts is. Uh, and I think that might come back to bite us a little bit. I know that he says he's healthy, but first game back from an injury is always a big deal. So I'm going to be looking at DeAndre Swift and trying to see how he uh, how he's looking out there. Is he actually healthy or is he just back in playing shape? I don't think it's really any surprise that our deep ball game and our play action game started to slip and Goff's play started to slip over the last two weeks while Swift has been out. Uh, without him in there, really making the defense have to respect the run. I mean, Jamal Williams, you know, love you, love your dancing, but you're not, you know, DeAndre Swift, you're not a home run threat. People can start to kind of creep up on us a little bit more than they can with Swift because they have to respect him a little bit more when he's got the ball in his hands. Also, uh, I think to win, like you said, to be able to get some short, quick passes out, having Amon Ra back is going to be really huge. He's just kind of a target monster and he's great all over the field he's good in the intermediate and he's good on those deep balls so I think having him back is really going to be one of the most important things for this team it's just really a matter of if we can outscore them because our defense is gonna bleed points all right let's wrap up the Cowboys talk we'll get to our predictions here I'll start it off for the first time this year I've got the Lions taking an L I've come back down to earth. I'm more realistic with Dak back. I think it's going to be too much for us. I got the Cowboys 24, Lions 19. I can see our offense making some improvements, but this is probably the best defense that we've faced so far this year. Unfortunately, I'll give us the loss. Corbin, you know what that line right there reflects? The good old Cowboys money line slam and the Lions spread. The belly bundle. The belly bundle. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I think it's going to go down a little differently, though. I think the Lions are going to have trouble getting through this defense, and the Cowboys are going to eat a little bit, and I'm going with 30-10. to John, what are you feeling for a score? Well, our defense just looks so poor. I think the the Cowboys, even with Dak possibly not being 100% with his thumb, uh, I'm probably going to put up a lot of points on us, so I have us going down 37-13. to Got a touchdown and two field goals. I think the two field goals is actually the uh, the thing that's least likely to happen based on how our kicking game has looked. I can't disagree with anything anyone said here. Uh, I do think we're going to be a little bit improved from a goose egg. Um, hard to not be, but uh, we've got some additions back. So I'm going to keep it with a clean Cowboys sweep. I do think they're going to put up a lot of points. I've got it Cowboys 38, Lions 17. Yeah, I think that I bought into the hype a little bit this year about the 
you know, the Lions possibly doing something. I know I said 10, 11 wins maybe, but I forgot my number one rule and it's never to get too excited about the Lions. I'm much happier when we're underdogs. I have to set my expectations low. So when we clear that bar, I'm over the moon. But the problem is if I get too excited, then they just break my heart. And so the bye week was nice for me to reset and remember that. And so now I'm more realistic. I'm just going to plan on a loss. And when we get a nice little treat and in form of a W, I'm going to be over the moon. It's just amazing with lifelong Lions fans like yourself, how you have to remind yourself of that every single year. I can't help myself, man. But let's move along and take a look at the rest of the schedule here. I went through and kind of revised mine. Obviously, we're sitting one and four. Not so hot to start the season. So kicking off with the Cowboys, I already alluded to it. I've got that down as a loss. The week after that, we are home against the Dolphins. I have that as a loss. Two will probably be back. I don't like our chances with that red-hot offense. Then we've got Packers in Detroit. I've got that as a win. Packers not looking so hot. And then we've got the Bears in Chicago. I've got that as a win. So we're two and two through the next four weeks. Little win streak coming in November. Mm-hmm. There's some more. Just you wait. Then we've got the Giants. They're looking good. I had that as a win, I believe, preseason, but that I'm chalking up as a loss. And then we got the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. Big L there. But who knows? Maybe. I mean, Lions have been known to surprise the world when we uh We've got those tough games faced with adversity. That's when we play up to the competition. So absolutely not. We're going to be a bunch of slaughtered lion cubs that game. Yeah. The lions are known for a lot of things. One of them is surprising the fan base, but that's by taking a loss when it should be a win. Anyways, two consecutive losses. There's giants and bills. Then in Detroit, we play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have that as a win. And then Again, in Detroit against our Minnesota Viking rivals. That is a win. And then we go to New York, back to MetLife to take on the Jets. I'll be real, that's a loss. I really was hoping that would be a win, but the Jets are looking good. So are the Giants, those New York teams. I mean, they're playing up. I don't know how they're doing it, but you thought that the rebuild would be uh, a little bit longer for them, but that defense has stepped up for the Jets. I'll I'll take the L there. But then we get a gift going to Carolina to play the Panthers, and they have not stepped up. I've got that as a W for the Lions. And then we finish up with the Bears and Packers for 16 and 18. Bears first in Detroit. That is a win. And then week 18, we go to the frozen tundra of Green Bay, Wisconsin, to deliver an L to the Packers. We are winning on the road to cap off the season. Just So we're going 2-0 and all against the Packers. Just no chance. I don't know, man. I like it. I know I said that I was trying to be a little bit more down to earth. I guess I didn't really respect (laughs) that. (laughs) We're going to in the fucking clouds, bud. Just taking those division rivalries and just beating everybody. Just no problem. We we might come out of this with a division victory. Fucking pin this bit, this sound bite right here. Because there's no way. All I'm saying is if we do win those games I just mentioned, we've got eight wins on the year. And oh, so, so wait, so you said not to get ahead of yourself, and you went from 10 to 8. And that's <laughs> after we're 1-4. I, I need you to keep in mind that two of the wins that you had as a lock were the Patriots 
and the um the Seahawks. Seahawks. So just those two are the only ones that you just got incorrect and you're just right the rest of the way to keep your same number, basically. Exactly. <laughs> Corbin, I've got to remind you too that in in all the time you've spent on this earth, the Lions have won in Lambeau Field twice in your entire lifetime. It ain't happening again. Yeah, and that was with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in their prime. But now Aaron Rodgers, he's looking mortal. I think that we could uh I think we could take one. Plus it's week 18. If the Packers do come into form and they make the playoffs, they're going to be resting guys just like how we had them week 18 in Detroit last year. So Remember the one time neither oh. Brett Favre nor Aaron Rodgers started and a quarterback named Matt Flynn set the record for most yards by a Packer? I recall, but that was years ago, Ben. We're living in 2022. Why do you have to bring up old shit? I don't know. No reason whatsoever. I still think that we can cover the over six and a half wins. That was the Vegas odds for preseason win total on the year. But I could see us getting like seven or eight wins. Yeah, I know that's wishful thinking, but I do think that, I mean, even if you have like us losing to the Packers twice, I mean, the Jets and Giants have been solid. I mean, who knows how they're going to look in a couple of weeks here. And then I've got the Dolphins as a loss, too. And I don't know, maybe Tua has a mangled brain and he's not able to make the decisions like he was at the beginning of the year. He could just uh, fall off a little bit. So there's definitely some questionable ones on there. I get it. When we actually get to those weeks when we're playing those teams, I'm going to calm myself down and I'm not going to, you know, be super optimistic about it but sitting here right now when i've got weeks to go until i actually have to be face to face with this game i'm riding with eight wins he's just gonna keep changing his win totals every week <laughs> even even if he goes with uh those those two games uh you know loss loss to the packers that puts him at six which is under the vegas six and a half so he's probably just going to continue to repeat the same schedule all season just counteracting what's already happened I mean, to me, the only games I see maybe the Jags, maybe the Panthers, and maybe a split with the Bears. So I'm guessing maybe three more the rest of the season for me. I'm riding with you, Ben. Actually, you know what? They'll find a way to win week 17 or 18 when it does them absolutely no benefit but fucking up their draft choice next year. The yearly Lions special. That's pretty much – you can count on a few things. Death taxes and the Lions fucking something up that they shouldn't. Well, I've never seen Jared Goff's mom, but I think if the Jets come into town and she's looking good, we might have a chance because they'll be looking up in those stands. (laughs) All right, fuck you guys. I'm sick of all the hate. Just let a boy dream here. Jesus. Ben, betting with a belly. Let's move on. Sick of you picking on me. All right, next up, one of my favorite segments. It is betting with the belly. If you don't recall from past episodes, what you do is you pick one favorite, one underdog, one over, and one under. Um, We're going to try to stick to Sunday games because we typically record on Mondays. So we're going to go ahead and take a recount of last week. Corbin, last week you had the Chargers, the Jets, the Cowboys, Eagles, over 42, and then the Rams, Panthers, under 40 and a half. Uh, The Chargers are still yet to play, so that's why we're going to try to avoid the Monday talk. Um, The Jets, great cover there. Um, Cowboys-Eagles over 42, that covered by just a whisker. And then the Rams-Panthers under 40 and a half. I don't don't recall the final score in that game. Do you recall what it was? It was like Rams maybe like 24 and then Panthers 10 or something. Okay, so you covered. So nice little 3-0 week for you, Corbin. 
And then for myself, um, I had the Bengals minus 1.5. They have been covering machines lately. Um, and then the Giants plus five and a half. Uh, the Ravens choked down the stretch. Giants took it to them. Uh, Rams, Panthers, I had over 40 and a half, so I was wrong there. Um, and then Chargers, Broncos under 45 and a half. I don't know what our fixation was on the Monday game, but we won't know until next week. Um, and then last week, Austin had the Bengals, which covered the Dolphins did not at plus three. And then the Dolphins Vikings over 45 and a half. He was wrong there as well. And then the Patriots Browns under 42 and a half. Um, Austin wasn't kidding when he said to fade him. <laughs> he went one and three. He is Poor ice Austin. cold this year. <laughs> uh, that wraps up last week. Uh, let's move on to this week. Corbin, who are you liking for your favorite this week? My favorite this week is the Chiefs on the road going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. They are three-point favorites, and I think they're going to bounce back after the barn burner against the Bills last week, a little uh, repeat from the AFC semifinals last year. I mean, Chiefs are looking good. Their offense is in full swing. Defense is looking solid. After that tough loss against the uh, Falcons for the Niners last week, I understand why you're taking that. John, how about you? What are you feeling for the favorite? Uh, just like Corbin, I'm also taking the Chiefs covering at uh, given three points. I was pretty surprised by this. I know the 49ers defense is pretty stout, but I mean, they're the Chiefs. So, yeah, I think uh, that one's pretty safe. I, I don't believe in Jimmy G. Yeah, not a bad pick. And I also this isn't my game, but I would think that, too. So normally when everybody agrees, it's probably best to fade us. So I think everybody should take the Niners plus three. Uh, Tyler, what are you feeling for your favorite? I'm taking the Bucks over the Panthers this week. I know that's a big number to look at covering, but Carolina is just not a good football team at all. And this is an opportunity for Tampa Bay to kind of separate themselves from the rest of the South division there. Uh, Tom Brady will be back. I have an inside confidential report that he will show up for walkthrough on Friday um, and actually pretend to be a part of the team this week. So I think they're going to make a statement. I'm taking the Bucks to cover. Last but not least, that leaves me. I'm going to take the Packers minus five and a half against Putin and his commies. Those bastards can't win. We won't let them. I'm going to take Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to bounce back after that loss to the Jets. Corbin, who are you liking for your dog? I don't know what Vegas was thinking with this line, and I know the Broncos haven't played yet, but I'm taking the Jets plus three in Denver. I don't understand it. The Jets are red hot. Russell Wilson fucking sucks. I'm probably just going to take whoever plays the Broncos and it's a safe bet. They are a heap of burning garbage. Absolutely terrible. So give me the jets in those points. Okay. Okay. I agree. That line does seem a little fishy, but you know, the mile high city can be a little different, um, but we'll have to see John. What about you, my friend? I'm taking the Browns to cover uh plus six and a half. I think that usually the Ravens tend to be in pretty close divisional games that Browns run game is not going anywhere. And, you know, as much as I love Lamar, the Ravens just do not have much in way of receiver. Rashad Bateman like him, but yep, Browns covering at a plus six and a half. Tyler, what are we feeling? For the underdog, I'm going to take the Saints. Um, I think that's going to be one of the best games of the, of the weekend, Saints versus Cardinals. But I do think the Saints are uh, actually going to come away with a win here. So I'm going to take the Saints plus one and a half. Well, I'm pretty sure we all saw what Antonio Brown said about the Cardinals. So I feel like they're going to feel some resentment and bounce back and beat the Saints. But it's pretty <laughs> much a toss up. So it's not a bad pick. I am going to go with Steel City. Uh, Kenny Pickett rocking that uh, that big win 
Uh, they're plus 7.5 over Miami. Who knows what's going on with Tua or Teddy Bridgewater or Skyler's finger. Corbin, did you see what happened to his finger? I don't even. It was just bleeding. It didn't uh, even look like anything serious. Should have been able to come back in. So that's why we're sticking with Kenny Pickett. We're going to watch George Pickens bulldoze some of those Miami defenders. It's going to be a good game. Um, next up, we're moving to the over. Uh, Corbin, what are you thinking for the over? I'm going with Browns Ravens over 46 and a half. Browns have been putting up points. Their defense is looking terrible. And then the Ravens have a prolific offense. I expect some big points to be going up in the board. And I'll probably take like an alternate over 52 or something like that just to get a little bit better odds. But I think that one's a no-brainer on the over. Giving yourself a nice little uh, boost on the plus side of the bet. like it. Mm-hmm. Um, John, what, what about you, my friend? Well, I'm just following Corbin today. I'm going to take the Browns-Ravens over 46 and a half. I think there's going to be a lot of points put up in that game. Uh, I don't know where the hell they're going to come from on the Ravens. They seem to spread out every week, but uh, I think there's going to be a lot of them. Once again, after you two pick your games, I just agree with you, which again, we're going to say we're going to, I would take the under now that we all decide on that and fade us. All right, Tyler, what do you got, Mr. Hennessy? For the over, I'm going to take the Cowboys and Lions game. Uh, I saw that today at 47 and a half. You can go back, reference my score for the game prediction, but I don't think that uh, the Lions are going to be able to contain the Cowboys here. Two teams that score a lot of points and give up a lot of points, so I'm definitely going to take the over at 47.5 for the Cowboys and Lions game. Not a bad bet. My only concern would be that uh, the Lions just threw up zero points against a solid defense, and I think the Cowboys are a little better. But for myself, I went with the Seahawks and the Chargers over 52.5. I just thought the line looked kind of fishy, and I just think Geno Smith's going to get back to his hucking and chucking ways. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Keenan Allen could be back too, so the Chargers could have another weapon at receiver, open up Mike Williams for some deep bombs. Um, and last but not least, the under. Corby, give it to me. Uh, Well, I'm going to be taking the Steelers-Dolphins under 44 points. I know that Kenny Pickett left with an injury. Not sure how serious that is, but Mitch Trubisky isn't much of a better option. Like you said, Dolphins don't really know what they're going to do at the quarterback position either. Um, But if the Dolphins are healthy, I like them to score a lot of points and blow out the Steelers. Or if they're not, then they're not going to put up any points. And I don't expect the Steelers to be putting up more than, you know, 20 points. So under 44 seems right. I think it'll be under 40. All right, John. And how about you? I'm just going to keep it simple this week. Packers, commies, under 41 and a half. You know, communists tend to ration, so I think it's going to be low on points. I agree. <laughs> All right, my favorite stair jumper. How about you for the under? <laughs> this is the one that makes me most nervous out of these four picks. Um, I'm going to take the Texans and Raiders under 45 and a half. I think that's just two bad football teams. And sometimes when you have two bad football teams, they can score a lot of points, but I don't see it happening this week. I'm taking under 45 and a half for the Texans Raiders game. Yeah. Those are two uh, unpredictable offenses could cover, could not. That's why we gamble. And for those of you that are smart enough to ride with me on this, if you were to parlay my four picks, that'll give you plus 12, 28 odds. Uh, I've already put my ticket in anyone out there ride with me, screenshot your ticket, send it into the squad. And if you're and when you're wrong, I will give you his personal email, phone number, address, so you can go in and berate him. You can send me a burning bag of dog shit if you want. I'm sending a brick through your window if I lose that. (laughs) 
Yep, they call it the Tyler Terrible Trifecta right there. So if you want to burn your money, bet it. That's poetic. It's the Tyler Terrible tri- Trifecta, and there's four bets. <laughs> the perfect name for Tyler's betting segment. I lost count. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up betting with the belly. We're going to roll right into the Survivor League update. As I've said before, we started with 56 people. We were down to three this week. Ben, I got to ask, I'm not in your Survivor League this year, but I have been in the past. Is Would week six be the earliest you've crowned a champion? Uh, it's right around there. I know one year we were done in like week five or seven or something. So I do think, I don't know, it's right on the, this is probably quicker though. It uh, That first week just ravaged. I think we were down to 16 after week one with 40 losses. So this one's going real fast. Um. But, yeah, we're going to roll right into our picks um, from last week. Last week, Corbin said the Chargers were safe. We're still waiting to see what's going on there. Uh, the Giants is a risky W, and they pulled it off. Um, I think the Chargers are probably going to win tonight, so we'll give you a soft 2-0. and I, however, I hope you didn't listen to me because I took the Packers as your safe pick, and they lost, and then I took the Jaguars as your risky pick, and they lost. So, therefore, I don't know shit. Austin, though. A little lukewarm instead of ice cold. He picked Rams for the safe W, got it. And the Chiefs is the risky L. So he went one for one. Now yeah, real moving... ballsy with that Rams pick against the Panthers. I don't think we can give him much credit there. Uh, you know, that's what one guy in the Survivor League picked, and he's the only one remaining. So he's on the same page with someone. Now, fresh off the bye week, Corbin, let's hear your safe and your risky picks. My safe pick this week is going to be the Patriots at home against the Bears. Patriots are actually looking pretty solid. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, I don't care who's playing. The Bears fucking suck. Justin Fields is terrible. I expect it to be another statement win for the Patriots after coming off wins against the Lions and the Browns. They're going to keep the train rolling. John, what about you for a safe guy? For my safe pick, I'm going to go with the Patriots over the Bears. Mac Jones is supposed to come back this week. Bears suck. Fuck the Bears. And that's that's a nice, quick, hot analysis. I love it. Tyler, how about you? I got to roll with the squad here. I also had the Patriots as my safe pick. I think that uh, they're on a roll. I know they're only three and three. I think they're better than three and three. And I think they're going to show it again against a terrible Bears team. Ooh, three in a row. That makes you makes me want to take the Bears plus seven and a half real bad. But uh, I was not on this train. I think that if Tom Brady were to lose two games in a row, that uh, the world might collapse and he might be another Florida man in the news. So uh, we're going to go with the Bucks over the Panthers uh, to win their 10 and a half point spreads is the biggest spread on the board. It's easy pick, but who knows? I've been wrong in the past and Corbin going on to your risky boy. What are we feeling? My risky pick. I'm doubling down on the jets on the road to the Broncos. They were my underdog pick for betting with the belly and I'm tailing. I think the jets are red hot. I do not understand that line three point underdogs in Denver, but we'll see what the Broncos have to say tonight against the chargers, but Russell Wilson sucks and the jets are a wagon. I'm hopping aboard. And John, how about you? I am taking for my risky pick, the Colts at plus two and a half. Uh, it doesn't really matter if Jonathan Taylor comes back or not, because Deion Jackson is actually better than him. I don't know if you guys know this, but Deion Jackson yesterday had more targets than Jonathan Taylor's ever had in any game in his career. Also, he put up more fantasy points in his first start than Jonathan Taylor has since week 11 of last year, so it really doesn't matter. Colts, smash it, plus two and a half. 
Yeah, except for Deion Jackson had to leave the game with a hamstring injury. He's probably not playing anyway. But I'd still like the tenacity to try to come at me and my Titans, the stadium I walk around every day. So eat shit. On to you, Tyler. <laughs> Love that transition. For my risky pick, uh, I'm going to take the Jaguars. I think that uh, the Giants are a good football team. They're uh, riding an emotional high right now. They're probably going to come back down to earth a little bit. So my risky pick is the Jags minus three. That is actually uh, kind of shocking that the uh, Giants are three-point dogs. Doesn't that just piss you off, Ben? First, John goes against your home squad, Titans, and then Tyler is betting against Danny Dimes. What the fuck? Well, the key thing in is here that uh, John just preached confidence in a guy who's probably not playing, and then Tyler went and picked a favorite when he's supposed to pick a dog, and they're three-point <laughs> favorites. So between the two of them, I don't really care what they have to say. Because nobody can read the rules or really make an articulate pick there. Um, I told you I was sitting around a fire all day on Sunday. Well, it's Monday, sir. And you got to get bounced back because you got to serve up some cocktails tomorrow. For me, uh, my dog is going to be the New York Giants. Daniel Dimes is going to come in and he's going to take down Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. They were a fluke start at the beginning of the season. James Robinson has trailed off. We're not even worried about him. So that is going to wrap up our Survivor League picks. Back to you, Corbin. Well, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. One I certainly have. I've wanted to do this segment since I first started brainstorming, and that is Tyler Trivia. So I put together a couple of questions here. Tyler is not privy to, and we're going to test his NFL knowledge. Now, some of these are a little easy. Some of them are a little trickier, but I think that we can go 50-50, maybe. We'll see what you got, Tyler. You ready? So how many questions do you have? A uh, good 20 questions or All so. Right, this, I've got six. And this is going to this is gonna operate. You're going to name a player, and i got to tell you their team. No, Not it's necessarily. just general NFL knowledge. Okay. Well, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't irrationally nervous for this segment, getting publicly ousted. But uh, if that happens, I'm just going to refer to our fantasy record where I'm leading the division and Corbin is in dead last. So Mutually exclusive, I know something. Mutually exclusive. We'll see how you do, Tyler, and then we'll just cut it. We're not going to cut it. <laughs> I got to express a little bit of confidence in Tyler here because he sounded like he knows what he's doing. Tyler would be more worried about us taking a shot at his ego on a live broadcast. So he's probably he knew he was going to be on this episode for a couple weeks. So I bet he read every single Lions article, every single Cowboys article, because I will say he was making some good points earlier, and I was like, this guy just doesn't believe anything coming out of his mouth. So this will be the true test here. Corbin's got an eye on him, so he can't Google any of the questions. I got a feeling he's going to start off pretty good with the easy ones, and then he's just not going to know stuff that a lot of other people that watch football would. So there's 26 total. I'm going to predict. Anything that might pop in my head, too. Okay. Well, if there's 26, I'm going to predict that we are going to go 16 and 10. Uh, might be a little bit optimistic and thank you for the kind words earlier, but those of you that have known me long enough know the number one talent I have in my life is bullshitting my way through situations. I have no, no reason to be in, in the first place. That's so, how he got from lead bagger to the ice cream taster at the Meyer compound. I don't know if you know this, Ben, but I now run that show. You run the compound, the whole thing. I'm going to have to talk to my cousin about that. <laughs> Director of bag relations. God, please don't hey, talk uh, to your cousin about that. Hey, Tyler, I wouldn't do that, Tyler. <laughs> Are the cows really purple? Yeah, just the one that we died until PETA got a hold of it. And then 
All shit broke loose. All right, let's get the show on the road. I will be jotting down scores. It's time for Tyler Trivia. First question, Tyler, are you ready? Ready as I'm going to be, bud. Let's get this rolling. As he's pulling up Wikipedia on his laptop, he thinks that'll help him. <laughs> it has nothing to do with these questions. No, it does not, because the first question is this. Tyler, why is Deshaun Watson suspended? Oh, my God. This there's is a tough a couple, one. There's going to be a couple layups. This is a tough one because last time I checked, we are still innocent until proven guilty in this country. And I don't believe guilty, bro. No, I'm just no, I'm just kidding. He's a creep and he needs to stop and someone needs to stop him. He needs to not be having 87 different masseuses. That is messed up. You know I know why. All right. All right. We got the W, Tyler. That was impressive. But what about this one? Name a single cornerback in the NFL, a non-lion. You got this one, Jaylen buddy. Ramsey. Yeah, I knew ah, it was coming. Nice job, Tyler. Good work. All right, that's 2-0. Okay, here's another one for you. Name a single non-lion offensive lineman. Taylor Lewan, that dumb piece of shit. <laughs> Damn it. Hmm. All right. He's been doing his homework, folks. Okay, we got the easy ones out of the way. This one might be a little bit easier because you have like a – what is it, nine out of 32 chance of getting it, but name one of nine teams that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played for. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I like that question. Uh, we'll go with the Dolphins, but he's played for, obviously. Can you name any more? He played for Ben's tits too, didn't he? That he did. Jets? Yeah. That he did. One more. You can just uh, now we're stretch now we're stretching, but I got good odds here, don't I? Yeah. Love I'd love to see the live ticker on the bottom of the screen showing what the odds are left. You guys remember that show on ESPN, Stump the Schwab? Yeah. I feel like this is the Stump the Shop the Schwab question where you got to name them all. Uh, so I said Jets, I said Dolphins, I said Titans. I don't know anymore, but I'm gonna guess um, Bucks. Yep. He wow. did play for the Bucks. Good guess. <laughs> I knew he did it. I knew he did a tour of Florida there, so I've had to pick between the the Bucks and the Jags. God, what a great quarterback! All right, it's time to get tricky here. Actually, there's one more easy one after this. But name the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Currently, it's irrelevant. I don't know it because it's irrelevant. <laughs> uh, Who's the starting quarterback currently? No. <laughs> 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 saying name one Houston Texans quarterback not named Deshaun Watson would have also got me stumped here. So uh his first name is Davis. Deshaun Watson's not on the Texans, by the way. He <laughs> used to be when he was touching all of his masseuses. Not currently. That's why I said it could have been any Texans quarterback in history. Um I don't know. Davis Mills, Tyler. There's an L for you. I knew that one would get you. All right. So this one should be easy, but with Tyler, who knows? Name the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, that's a tough one. His name is Sean McVay. Ooh. All right, Tyler, sitting five and one. John, Ben, you guys take over. Help me out here. Give him some tricky ones. Well, I have a I have a layup one because uh, I didn't think he'd start this hot. But who has the most rushing yards ever in the NFL? Mm. Career? Career or single Career. season? Oh, I might be dated here. 
I'm going to go with the answer that pops into my mind, although I think it's wrong. All time. Is it still Walter Payton? No. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Yeah, that's why I said I might be dated there. I didn't think that one was going to get you. Yeah. All right. Uh, this Couple next of goats one... there, though. Couple of goats. Uh, sure. You got it wrong. Hey, Ben, let me, let me chirp one in real quick because it has to do with something he said. I got a bit of a subjective one for you. Other than that's a, that's a great way to define wins and losses. I think it's very good. Other than Davis Mills, I'll get I'll let you know he's a quarterback. Who has the longest neck in the NFL? <laughs> this is a real hard one. I know who it is. I know you know who it is. The fuck kind of question is this? Corbin knows it too. The longest it's neck. Visual, yeah. You can tell who's got the long necks. Oh, yeah. Daddy Long Neck Davis definitely is number one, but number two is pretty close. He's a backup, but he was a starter in the past. He played for the Giants last year. He's also played for the Bucks and the Bears and maybe some others. God, I love that you two know this. I love that you guys are naming the most irrelevant people in the entire league and trying to chastise me for not knowing who they are. No, no, this one, this one's the definitely long neck a, is his call to fame. That's literally his nickname. Yeah, it's yeah. blank the neck blank. <laughs> I think that you gave him that nickname, Ben. I, don't I think believe it was my buddy Joe, to be honest with you. But <laughs> Self-adorned nicknames don't really count as, as giving me a hint. We're calling it. It's Mike the Giraffe Glennon. The neck. Good Lord. I checked pro football stats just to see if he has any official nicknames. The neck is not on there. <laughs> that was so a that fan was, favorite question, though, John. That I one can't go in the win or loss column if he's not even on a roster. Nope, it's a loss. <laughs> John had a proper audience of me and Corbin for that one. All right, I'm going to go back to me. Whose nickname was The Bus? You're a big nickname guy, Belly Smokes. That would be uh, a man who won a Super Bowl in Detroit, the closest Detroit's ever been to a Super Bowl, by the way. Another goat, some might say, but that's Jerome Bettis. That is correct. Good work, Tyler. Tyler's got these old ones down, but the new stuff, that's where he struggles. So. Oh, that's what my next four are. Uh, then I won't say what I was about to say. Uh, Corbin, you want to rattle some more off, then we'll come back to me? Yeah, I got some more. Tyler, name one Jacksonville Jaguar other than Trevor Lawrence. I can name four or five people that are no longer on the team. No, current. Um, another team of irrelevancy. Well, what about a running back? It's currently on their team? Yes, there's two of them. I don't know, two man. Two beasts. What about a wide receiver? An ex-Lions wide receiver is one of their starters. He's an ex-Lion. That's why I don't care what his name is. He had two or three seasons over 1,000 yards. Maybe just one. But he went over 1,000 yards. Check that one. I don't know. I'm going to have to pass on this one. Marvin Jones was the guy that I was alluding to. And I know he had one. Junior? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Well, technically, you were wrong. You didn't say his name. Well, maybe lightheaded. Okay, it was one season over a thousand yards, but he still did have a solid couple of years in Detroit. But now he's on the Jags. That's another L. Right now we're sitting at five and four for the people counting at home. Ben, John, you want to get another couple more in? I think, you know, since you have past knowledge, this one might be easy for you. 
which Lions coach famously took the wind in a 2002 overtime game against the Bears? So uh, we won the toss and we took the wind instead of the ball. I think I know. Isn't it two? If he doesn't get it, let me guess. I don't know for sure. This is a good question. I'm still not sure I'm completely uh, clear on what taking the wind would mean. But I'm going to go with 02. Would would that have been Mariucci? Oh, close. Marty Morningway. Uh, My guess was the most. I was a little early. Yeah, I didn't even know that one, John. That was a tough one. But All right. Good um, question. We'll give him an L. This is my last older one, and we'll get this out of the way. What Lions player that was leaving the team said that this team won't win for 50 years? Famous curse of the Lions. I don't know this one. Corbin, do you know this one? No. Uh, Barry Sanders. Nope. That would be Bobby Lane. In 1958, Bobby Lane was traded away, and he said the Lions will not win for 50 years. Well, he was correct. What? He was correct, plus some. He's in bonus time now. Oh, I thought you said you were correct. I was like, no, you didn't. You said Barry Sanders. <laughs> All right. You guys are asking some tough ones. Let's give them some layups here. I got one here for you. It's going to be Jeopardy style, Tyler. This quarterback attended the University of Oregon and went on to be the a first round pick in the 2020 NFL draft. In 2018, he defeated the Michigan State Spartans 7-6 to six in the Red Box Bowl. Name the quarterback. University of Oregon. Red Box Bowl 2020 NFL Draft first round pick. I don't know this one. I can name you a few Oregon quarterbacks, but I don't know this one. I'm going to guess who is Vernon Davis. What? Davis is a tight end. <laughs> I picked two names because I don't know who this is. Okay. Here's a better hint. He's the current starter for the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, Justin Herbert. Okay. That's still an L. Vernon Davis. <laughs> it's actually a coincidence that that's a real person because I just picked two names and went with it. No. No, no he yes, did. You've no. heard his name before. No, I just picked two, two there words. There is no way. It. I don't 100%, but I just did, yeah. All right, uh, Tyler, the- this should be an easy one. Who was the number one pick in this year's draft? In this year's draft, the most recent one, we took Hutcho uh, second overall. He's a Jaguar. It's not who I would have picked. Who would you have picked first? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the answer, but who would I have picked no. first? <laughs> that was last year. Fuck, that was last year, but he's hurt all year. I don't know. Who the fuck was one overall? Thibodeau? Trayvon no, Walker. Kayvon Walker. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you guys keep asking me these questions about people and teams that are irrelevant and always have been. Who would I have taken number one overall? Six games has proven me otherwise, but I probably would have taken Thibodeau first overall. He's looking damn good. I'll give you that. But all right, here is an easy one, Tyler. Right now you're sitting five and eight. The tides have turned. You're in a deficit. Way off from your 16-10 prediction. But this one should get you in the win column. Name the QB who went first overall in the 2009 NFL draft. Oh, this is a toughie. Uh, he's a recent Super Bowl champion, I believe. But not with your Detroit Lions. 
Where's number nine? Had a very nice house in West Bloomfield. I once put his dock in, Matthew Stafford. Clap, clap, clap. Well done, Tyler. All right. Well, fuck. I had one down. Let's see if you can get it. This one doesn't count. See, this is where it's bullshit. You're just making up harder questions after I started off hot. I didn't realize I was going to have you in for the Cowboys game, but we've already talked about it. Who has filled in for Dak Prescott this year while he's been out with a finger injury? Beautiful product of Central Michigan University. Cooper Rush. Chips? Yeah. Go Broncos. We'll take that one out. Bell, John, you got any for him? Yeah. Uh, Tyler, who currently holds the record for the longest field goal in the NFL? And as a bonus, if you can guess the yardage, I'll give you a bonus point. Okay. So this is a good one. There's been a lot of long ones kicked in the last eight or so years. Uh, but I believe the answer here is going to be Justin Tucker. And I think it was 64 yards. Ooh, you don't get the bonus point, but well done. 63. It was 66. For the bonus point, what team were they playing? Were they playing when he made the kick? Yeah. I know this. I, well, I'm going to say Denver because I thought it was at mile high because that's where they kick him longer. I'm sad to say it was against the Detroit Lions. Detroit the last Lions. second field goal to beat us. Should have gone. I Heartbreaker. Known. I should have known that just the way you asked it. All right. So we're sitting six and eight right now. Here's one for you. Who is the only undefeated team in the NFL this year? Undefeated team in the NFL this year. That would be uh, the week one victors in the Lions-Philadelphia Eagles game, and that would be the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurton Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurton Hurts. <laughs> Hurts so good, baby. Well done, Tyler. Seven and eight. John, you got one for us? Yeah, you know, I'm not so confident it's going to be easy after my last one, but what uh, famous wide receiver did sit-ups in his driveway? Oh, my man, my man. Among the many other stunts that had me infatuated with his persona as a child, that's T.O., baby. Yes, it is. Second only to the Sharpie for uh, for his greatest moves. Oh, the Sharpie was good. That was good. Or when he proposed to the cheerleader, remember that one? Just a, I love a man with a uh, with a swagger. To's got no shortage of that. What about you, Ben? You got any more for him? Yeah. Name the only NFL teams that share a stadium. Only NFL teams that share a stadium. There's four, so two stadiums. Oh, there's four. I I only knew about the one. Yeah. No, that's there's a great four. question. Four teams. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to go with LA and New York then. Correct. My oh yeah, I didn't know that. LA, LA okay. is the obvious one, but okay. And then, in what state is the Giants and the Jets stadium? New Jersey. Damn it! I thought he wouldn't have that one. <laughs> Giving them easy ones. Okay, I'm taking over again. I don't know if that was an easy one. We're yes, gonna it was for like fifty questions. Yeah, I, right. I got one last one. When you're done, Clark. okay. Okay. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady won? Mm, a lot. A lot more than the Lions. You're not wrong. Uh, what's he up to now? Six? It is seven, Tyler. That's an L for Tyler. Well, hang on. I want to take a stab at something here. I got a proposal. Seven Super Bowls. If I can name the years, can I get a can I get a W for each year I can name? No, because you just saw me pull it up. <laughs> We're going to move on to my question. Hit me with it, Ben. Tyler, who did the Vikings defeat in the Minneapolis Miracle play? 
Mm-hmm. This is a good one. I've obviously seen the play, the highlight, you know, several times, right? Um, Can you name the receiver? I can't name the receiver. They beat the Saints. That is correct. And, and the reason they beat the Saints is because there was a, quite frankly, a bullshit PI call a couple of plays before that they were scared to hit him. I should have asked the receiver. I thought he wouldn't. I thought he would have been able to get the receiver, but so not was the it Thielen? No, it was Diggs. No, Diggs. It was Diggs. Okay. I got an easy one, a hard one, and then a blast from the past to finish it off. First, who is the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos? Currently, that is Russell Wilson. <laughs> I love that you always clarify. He needs a clarification. <laughs> if I keep going with currently, there's a chance that someone will say no in like 2006, and my odds of getting it right increase exponentially if you go back that far. I well, we would maybe... say, we would state the question that way. Then we would say, who was the starting quarterback in 2006? I'm just trying to goad you into an answer here. I thought maybe I English need I need language. all the help I can get. Obviously, I thought maybe English was your second language and you had trouble with the verb tenses. <laughs> he doesn't have a very accurate unit of measurement. We can tell you that measures in coyotes. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so. <laughs> Here's one that I think he's going to get wrong. What team does Devonte Adams play for currently? Currently, <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. Fuck. Well done, Tyler. You're cleaning up, man. Maybe you did do some prep work. Making right. a comeback. Here's one for you. This doesn't have anything to do with football. Tell me, the capital city of Maryland. Oh my God. I paid you for this. You need to stop taking advantage of people when they're very clearly inebriated. Annapolis. <laughs> One time Tyler bet me $100 the capital of Maryland was Baltimore, and he actually paid up. Man of my word. <laughs> I don't think you were that drunk. I think you were just that no. confident. <laughs> <You're>, yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to save face for the pod. But that's going to do it for Tyler Trivia. We got him sitting at a nice 14-9. and nine. Over Ooh. 500. Not bad at all, Tyler. Well done. We so almost 14, need to come up with three more questions was, on the spot. I was just going to say 14 and 9. I think that's a – someone do the math. That's got to be roughly the same win percentage, right? Uh, I think you're We're a real little close. behind because you're two wins away and one loss. All right, I got one more for you, Tyler. Which coach was fired to make way for Matt Patricia for the Lions? Ooh, I like that question. Johnny, the coach questions. I think it's interesting that you say fired to make way for because he had, what, three terrible seasons to make way for a guy who had more terrible seasons because the Lions only ever have terrible seasons. He was never even terrible. He was solid and he was, he was nine and seven. Yeah. Nine and seven when he was fired. That's what you consider good. Yeah. That's borderline playoffs. I think we only lost borderline playoffs. That is. Tyler, answer the question. I already did. It's Jim Caldwell. Ooh, so we got to have two tough ones to keep him on his nose. Who was the first running back taken in this year's NFL draft? Hall. Oh, wow. (laughs) Let's go. Tyler should have been KW. We all know it. We get him in fantasy football one year, and now all of a sudden he's an expert. I don't know. I don't Brees know. Hall's playing pretty damn good, Tyler. <laughs> you guys just sold me short for the last six years of my life. All right, all right. He beat the prediction. We don't need the last one. 
All right. Tyler finishes 16 and nine. He ups it by two more wins. Well done, Tyler. Much better than I expected, honestly. But that Justin Herbert one was golden. That's the whole reason I did this. That was pretty bad. (laughs) There were were some stinkers mixed in there for sure. But, uh, you know, I never claimed this was my area of expertise. All right. Let's segue here. Let's keep it a little light, guys. Let's just, you know, boys be boys. Talk about our childhood Hollywood crushes here. Anybody want to kick this one off? Don't mind if I do, Corp. Uh, I just always had a thing for that big-lipped lady named Angelina Jolie. The first time I popped that disc into the PlayStation and played Tomb Raider with those polygon titties popping off her chest. Oh, man. Just between Tomb Raider and Angelina Jolie. Oh, altogether, childhood crush for sure. And then Mr. and Mrs. Smith comes out. She looks great. She's got the action thing going. Oh, man, she's just a great lady. Ben, I'm not going to lie. You're not off to the best start. You were just telling us how your girlfriend was mad at you for the last bottles of the belly, and now you're talking about polygon titties. Have you seen those things? (laughs) No. I do know what you're talking about, but that is just a hilarious way to put it. How about you, John? You got one? You know, I have two. Uh, They were of equal importance to me as a young boy. (laughs) You had a a sticky poster, huh? (laughs) Read between the lines on that one. I have two, and I have one surprise. Just tell us your whole black book while you're at it, John. Your (laughs) kindergarten top ten. Put dancing around it. Let us know. All right, number one, Angelina. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 Number one. Number one, Alicia Keys. <laughs> okay. I'm not shocked. Voice of an angel. Alicia Keys. Number two, Maria Sharapova. Great right hand, great back. You're gonna you're gonna steal that one right out from under me, aren't you? That Enrique Iglesias music video. Ooh. Number three, you know, I think every man might want to just admit Orlando Bloom, pretty damn good looking guy. What the fuck? <laughs> John was just watching Lord of the Rings, watching him sling those arrows, hoping oh, he was going to yeah, sling like, his. Let's string another one. <laughs> oh my God. He's got I'll his fake little elf way. ears we'll... on. <laughs> you guys I mean, ears. if we're if we're doing um, if we're doing multiple, uh, I'm definitely my other one was Alicia Cuthbert and the girl next door. Dion Phaneuf's a happy man. All right, pipe down, Belly. Let's give Tyler a chance. I'm sure he's got a whole list ready to go. I mean, it was stolen. It was it was Maria Sharapova. <laughs> it's not even a lie. I can't it's, believe you guys both had Maria Sharapova. Really remarkable, honestly. The accent, the tennis play was mediocre at best. But... <laughs> <laughs> if I gotta go and be original here, uh, I've got another one. I can I can go to classic beauty. Doesn't look like she's aged a year since my childhood. Um, but Natalie Portman. <laughs> That was Fuck. your curtain? Yes. That what? is mine. Spoiler alert. It's easily Natalie Portman. She is still looking just as good as she did. And what really got it for me was Star Wars, man. Padme, oh my God. And I don't know if it was just, you know, my friend, shout out Ben Schwazy, that he put this thought in my head. Anakin, a little eight-year-old, he ends up bagging Natalie Portman. And maybe just subconsciously, I thought that I had a shot with her <laughs> since he was so young. I'm just picturing little Corbin. That's me. <laughs> He's like, I'll slash a bunch of 10-year-olds in the Jedi Temple for this bitch. <laughs> you watch your language, Ben. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I'll I'll go with a little a little honorable mention here too. Do you guys remember Sean Johnson? Yeah, the, the uh gymnast? the gymnast. Yeah, the Olympian. Oh, wasn't wasn't she on uh wasn't she on Dancing with the Stars and her partner got like a boner mid dance? I can't blame him. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. But I'm yeah. gonna link that video in the description as well. All right, that was a good one, boys. Let's get to it, Ben. Swallow us whole, bring us down into the stomach, and let's pass through into the bowels of the belly. What you got for us, Ben? I'm going to tell you about a nice little trek that I had with two of these compadres on the cast, Corb and Tyler. We set our sights on Japan for a skiing trip, a nice 10-day vacation with a little travel built in. We uh, started off our trip by flying to Tokyo and then immediately getting on another plane and flying to Niseko to get to our skiing destination. We were up there for five days. It was a great time. So once we got to Niseko, we went skiing all day the first day, and then we went out in the little town of Niseko to try to find a nice watering hole. We've checked out a couple. They were all SIGs inside. It was great for me. The nickname was hitting in old Japan. <laughs> then I wandered out. Uh, there was a little bit of wrestling in the snow. We got into a little bit of a four brothers fight between me and Brad, but then we found our location known as the Buddha bar. That is your plug for the week all the way up in Sapporo or in Niseko, Japan, the Buddha bar. There's, I don't know if they still work there because this trip was a while ago, but the owner named Hata treated us like royalty. And then this is where we met our good friend, Max. Max was a half Japanese, half Canadian a gentleman working bar and he happened to know English, which was great for us because we were just wandering around with our heads cut off. But anyway, we had made friends with Max. Uh, the trip went on. We went back to Buddha bar. We met him multiple times and eventually I got the bright idea. Maybe we should fly Max to Tokyo with us. And everybody's like, what? I was like, yeah, we got 10 people here. What we'll do is we'll each throw 30 by a, yeah, we'll each throw 30 bucks. We'll split his flight 10 ways. And then that way we have a translator in Japan and so <laughs> we look at Max and he's like, I don't know, man, I got to work. And I look at Hata and I go, let Max have Saturday night off work so he can come to Tokyo with us. And this guy didn't speak any English and he just goes, okay. <laughs> so, so Max gets the night, gets it off work. We buy his flight. Now we're going to fast forward a little bit. Um, we're at the end of the trip and we have to drive back to uh, Sapporo to get on a plane to go back to Tokyo. And I kid you not. This is without a doubt the biggest blizzard I've ever driven through in my life. You couldn't see more than 20 feet in front of you. Your wheel of the car is on the opposite side of the road. Everybody's hung over in disarray. It was probably like, what, a two-hour drive, Corbin? Something like that. But it took us like three. And the only highlight of the trip is when we finally came out of the blizzard, there was that little pull-off part on the side of the road, and we were just banging Kid Rock, ball with the ball. <laughs> We open up the door and just the only Americans in the whole area walk out of this car with just, my name is Kid. <laughs> Everybody's got a cigarette in their mouth. It's the most poetic American thing you can ever see. Maddie Van's cracking up. So we finally get to the airport. Uh, I can finally have a beer, so I'm stoked because I DD'd for us. Um, we fly back. Corbin and I are playing Smash Bros. the whole way back to Tokyo. We get back to Tokyo and we are just all dead tired where we finally land and we're trying to figure out the subway system and old Corb is leading the charge doing his open hand palm at the map because he told everybody it was impolite to point at people in Japan so for the first five days we were open hand greeting everybody on the trip 
So we finally get to the Airbnb. We get all checked in and then it's go time for me and Corbin. Corbin's a pretty good skier, but I'm shit. So this was definitely the highlight of my part of the trip. And we just love to go out and party together. So we go out to the bar with our fresh new translator, Max, here to help us out because me and Corbin are both single at the time. And uh, we knew things started to take a little bit of a turn when we look over and we see Max at the bar screaming, fuck you, you fucking bitch. Give me a drink. We're like, whoa, Max, what's going on? He's like, it's cool. They don't understand English. And he's just screaming <laughs> at these people. And me and Corbin are like, what? All of a sudden, a fight breaks out next to us. It's pure chaos. I was like, nobody get into a fight. We're leaving. So we leave. We hear about this club bar that we're going to go to. And we finally get up to the front of the door. And the guy tells us this $40 cover. And everybody says that like they've spent too much money or they want to do something else or whatever. So they all say no, except for Corbin and I. So they leave. Corbin and I walk in. We check in. The moment we check in, they go, oh, you paid the $40 cover? Here's your four beer tickets and two shop tickets. And I was like, well, that's 40 bucks right there. That was a great move. So we get into this club. We're dancing. Max is still with us just yelling at everybody in sight. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious to watch. These two Japanese girls come walk up to us and we're just talking to them. And Max is like trying to translate. And then we figure out they know a little bit. So we can just we shoo Max aside. Max ends up going back to our Airbnb and Corbin and I get the bright idea to go to a karaoke bar with these girls. Um, we walk in and there's a rack of costumes. And I was like, just trying to be a nice guy. I was like, hey, why don't you pick our costumes and we'll pick yours. And then obviously we're not going to do anything silly. So we picked theirs first. I gave the one girl fucking dress and Corbin's girl. What was she a power ranger or something? Well, no, I picked out like the sexy little maid costume or something like that. And she's like, no, no, I cannot wear that. And so I like let her pick something more conservative. And then. They so, then so, so then it comes to me and my girl just gives me this banana hat. It's literally just a hat and that's it. I'm like, well, this is awesome. <laughs> I look over at Corb and his girl gives him a silver surfer unitard. It's just a skin tight silver costume. And we go in the bathroom to change because his he's got to take some stuff off. Otherwise, he looks all bunchy. He throws it on. And you see his little ping pong ball popping out. <laughs> and he's he's like, and I can't stop laughing. And he's just telling me how shitty of a friend I am the whole time. And so uh he finally rips the unitard down. He's like, all right, I gotta do something about this. Takes off both his socks and shoves them into his crotch and goes, if I got to wear this tight ass fucking unitard, I may as well let him think I have a hog. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> so um, we go in, we sing a little bit. Uh, you were, you were karaoke and what the Eminem song? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I definitely had lose yourself, lose yourself going backwards hat and a silver unitard. He looked great. Asked me for photos. Um, yeah, not not quite too crazy. And then we're walking home. I forgot about. No, this. you had the organizer one too, the one that was uh -huh. all Japanese. <laughs> and then so it just said oh, organizer. Yeah. So there's this one like K-pop song, or I don't even know what it was playing, but it's this like pop song, and it's all in Japanese. And then because uh, they're singing, so they have their subtitles in Japanese. But every once in a while, there's like a, a, a English word that pops in. It just says organizer. I haven't said a word in 20 minutes and I just scream organizer. And Corbin, Corbin can't contain himself. And I think that's where we lost him because we were laughing so hard. They probably thought we were laughing at them. Um, yeah, so I think they definitely Cor did. So then Corbin and I are walking back. He's just telling me he hated me on the way out. He's like, that was my best night of my life. That was 
definitely the best night of my life though that was so much fucking fun we were just out all night boozing just immersed in the japanese culture solicited by 16 prostitutes at six in the morning that's never going to happen again it was one for the ages bell i'll give you that and yeah just to defend myself i didn't i did end up taking the socks out it was too bunchy so it was all natural a bunchy peen peen <laughs> yep we got the final segment i think i got one that's gonna win this week corbin how bad do you want it every saturday for the next 20 years you have to go to ann arbor wear michigan clothing and root on the wolverines i have to go to every single michigan home game home uh yeah we'll go we'll go we'll go you have to go to six home games and four away games fuck 200 games you got to be a michigan fan outwardly and publicly and i have to actually root for them like i can't just fake it i can't just wear the shit your face can look distraught but you have to be yelling like go and score and stuff i wouldn't be able to genuinely do that i wouldn't <laughs> be able to force myself into it it's just, you're just asking the impossible did you think of this one or was this given to you i thought of this one damn you are getting better ben <sighs> no i can't do it man we're tied up <laughs> i have placed a self-imposed ban from ever returning to ann arbor it's just not been good for me ever something about that city just gets me all riled up and in fact just playing michigan in general just gets me riled up i mean i don't want to dishearten any of our possible u of m listeners here but my rivalry against u of m goes deep and i just could not force myself to do that i mean it's like cuddling with the girlfriend's sister i couldn't <laughs> fake it there's no way that i would be able to just endure that much suffering like i'd rather be in prison i would rather be in prison for an x amount of time as opposed to rooting on the wolverines i mean it's just no i'm not doing it by that's that, four and four by that i couldn't, though, do, it. I couldn't do it either by the way <laughs> for me by that then you go to jail for 20 years without the ability to watch the Lions, but the year you get out, they win a Super Bowl. And I can watch it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's... No, no, no. We're done. It's four to four. All right, fine. You heard him, Tyler. Sorry, bud. We'll we'll tweak that one and bring that one back in the future. <laughs> no, he's already ready to beat a child to get this. I don't think just staying in jail is going to be bothered. <laughs> he said no. I said if I didn't go to jail. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. You guys are great as always. If you haven't already, please follow, subscribe, like, download Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the whole shebang. We're on it. Please give us a review, five stars. Follow me on Twitter at LikeCorbyAshi and DM me some ideas for any segments you'd like to hear. Continue to spread the word. Word of mouth is everything. Those QR codes are up around Grand Rapids. Some in East Lansing after this weekend as well. But tell your family, friends, coworkers, anybody and everybody that you can think of. We really appreciate the love and support, guys. Big thanks to John and Tyler for coming out uh, this weekend on the bye week. Fun episode. Not so much football talk, so we're happy to have you. And, yes, uh, please like, subscribe, all the above, everything that Corbin said. We appreciate you guys, and keep the feedback coming. Yeah, I uh, want to tell you guys, appreciate you for having me. I'd love to get back on later in the season, maybe after a game, so we can do a little bit more breakdown, actual football talk. But uh, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. You know, I just want to say that uh, I got the eye of the tiger and you're going to hear me roar. I don't think that's the same song. 
I think that's Katy Perry you're thinking of. No, no, <laughs> that is a Katy Perry song. She's <laughs> Let me tell you, I've got the eye of the tiger. And you're going to hear me roar. And we're on Lions Podcast. Into you guys all roaring. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks, Tyler, for coming on. You were great, Tyler Trivia. We did have you on by design in the bye week because I don't want you hating on the Lions. John, it was great to have you as a repeat guest. We're going to get you back on in the near future here. But with that said... <laughs> oh, I got to do it too? I don't know how to do it, man. <laughs>